Welcome to the Sower's Almanac, the Ransom City Church Planting Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us. This is episode two, which I am really excited about. We spend a good chunk of the time in this episode really talking about what it's like to get the ball rolling, what it's like to get things started in the very beginning of planting a church. And uh, it was a lot of fun to record, uh, a lot of fun to think about those different challenges, believe it or not. It was actually a lot of fun thinking about the different challenges and things, especially now that we get to look back and laugh at some of them. But um, I hope this is an encouragement to those of you who are listening. Um, I'm excited uh, to put this out there. So um, again, uh, please check out our website. It's ransomcitychurch.org. If you want to know more about our church, we've got all kinds of things on there for you. Uh, so you can get to know us and our church and uh, the ministry that God's entrusted to us here in Evanston, Illinois, a little bit better. So f- please feel free to check it out. Again, that's ransomcitychurch.org. Also, we do want to hear from you guys as we continue to do this. We're planning on you know, doing this uh, into the future. And so we'd love to hear from you. If you've got questions for us, please let us know. Again, go to ransomcitychurch.org. Um, if you clicked on click on the Connect tab... Um, yeah, connect with us, send us a message, um, and, and put podcast somewhere on there. So we know that that's what you're talking about, but we'd love to hear any questions that you might have. We'd love to address them, uh, in future podcasts. So please connect with us again. Thank you so much for listening. I'll stop, uh, rambling on here, but, uh, again, this is episode two and, uh, thank you again for listening. Have a good one. So um, I wanted to explain a little bit about what this podcast is for, just as a recap. Um, so what we're looking to do, uh, I mean, we're in the middle of, we're a year into planting Ransom City Church in Evanston, Illinois ourselves. And uh, so we're still, I mean, in the infancy stages of our church and in the middle of church planting. Um, and so we really wanted to just offer, this is what we're going through in real time uh, as an encouragement to others who are either planting or, or looking to church plant in the future, or even just those who are uh, other pastors and might be uh, encouraged to hear about, you know, some of the things God's been doing here or challenges that we've run into. Um, so it's really, we're looking for this to be very pragmatic, very practical. Um, we definitely will talk about, you know, theological things, but it's really more geared toward, you know, we're in the trenches right now. Here's what we're experiencing on a day-to-day basis. Um, you know, here's current things we're celebrating, here's challenges, here's things we learned in the beginning. So we want it to be geared more towards, um, our hands and, uh, kind of what that looks like. Cause there, that seems to be something that doesn't get talked about as much. Um, mm-hmm. and so that's what we wanted to offer. So yeah, that's what we're, we're looking for. We, we hope that you're encouraged and, you know, as we've said before, we want to hear from you. So if you have questions, um, feel free to let us know on our website and we'll, we'll answer them in the future. Um, but we wanted to start with this. Um, so we got here. Oh yeah, no. Um, so I'm Seth, um, Seth Williams. I'm pastor of Ransom City Church. And to my right is, I'm Chris McLaughlin. I am also on staff here with the church. Uh, yeah, I guess that's all you need to know about me for now. (laughs) Keep it a mystery. Greg Prickett, um, on staff also here at Ransom City Great. Um, Drink my coffee. And uh, a little bit of what we're going to talk about today is our beginnings as a church. Uh, you know, doing what we can from the jump, giving you a little bit of insight into the stumblings mm-hmm. that our baby church made. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, going to talk a little bit about Moneyball, the movie Moneyball. <laughs> we are going to talk about the movie Moneyball, which uh, comes up a lot, ironically. Um, so yeah, we wanted to start with one of the big questions and one of the big challenges is what do you do when you first get to your new city so we moved here in february but i know that was a big challenge for me personally it's like okay now what you know i just spent you know just finished up my church planting internship at our sending church and was you know in my mind as best prepared as i tried (laughs) to be Um, i mean tried to read the right books and talk to the right people and you know go through those you know training things but Really, I mean, there's an element to which you can only be so prepared. You know, you can read as many books as you want, but yep. it's it's not the same as uh, when you get on the ground. And I know it was a rude awakening of now what? You know, what does what my day to day schedule even look like? Where do you how do you where do you start? I mean, you don't know anybody. Yep. So how do you meet people? And then how do you connect with people? And then there's a lot of hoping and praying really hard that anybody's going to care because honestly. 
why would they care? <laughs> and a lot of people don't. Yeah, and a lot, a of, lot people, of people. The majority do not. of people don't like you and don't like what you're doing. I, yeah, I would say the majority of people don't know you're a church. That is for a long time, a and then challenge. the and majority of those who, who know you are, you're a church, yeah, that doesn't fit their <laughs> no their notion of yeah. church. So right. that's that's kind of awkward. Right. I, I remember explaining to people in the very early stages kind of what we were doing right now what church planting was and and what we looked like and he said very uh very earnestly oh is it a cult <laughs> like it sounds that way doesn't yeah, it i yeah. i appreciate that <laughs> yeah but no we're not a cult listeners yeah thank no, you for giving us the benefit if, if we are a cult we're a very bad cult we don't do it very well because we are not benefiting it from it no really at all and we just <laughs> preach the bible so yeah. it's a pretty backwards cult yeah not working out very well for the leaders of said cult if we are a cult which we are not um but yeah, I wanted to talk about like when we first got here, what was that like? So we moved, like we said last time, we moved in the dead of winter, which was uh, in hindsight, not the most strategic idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but honestly, when you first get, at least for us, when we first got to Evanston, there's a lot of like shell shock. Like it takes a little while just to get used to your new city. It's not an overnight thing. Well, and I think that that's, that's the case for anyone who moves anywhere that you're not from it's just a huge learning adjustment you know to your whole life refiguring out you know what does my schedule look like what does it learn look like to get groceries what does it look like to find a bank what does it look Mm -hmm. like to meet people what does it look like to you know check out new restaurants and so on top of all that you're also you have this weight of we want to learn about this city so that we can lead this city to jesus plant a church in this city and so it's you know it's all of the you know oddities of moving and more and more and yeah a whole lot more pressure and i know yeah just figuring out the new city was quite a challenge there's simple things i think that in the beginning were overwhelming like we you know came from a very small town and uh, i can remember things like there's not a whole lot of parking lots here being overwhelming (laughs) like there's just not like it's just a very different very different it's a city um, so getting used to that, you know, was a big adjustment, but I think there was a lot of things like just as a married couple that I think my wife and I had to figure out, um, in our new city. And one of the things I wanted to share that I think is just the importance of laughter in the middle of those things, like mm-hmm. yep. not taking it too seriously, but being able to go, yeah, this is really challenging, really hard and being able to laugh about it. I think there's a tendency, I know I remember this in the beginning, at least for me personally, there's a tendency to like overcompensate and try to, you know, okay, things are really, really hard and really difficult in this new city, but you kind of overcompensate by trying to love everything about it. Mm. And well, I, you're told you have to. Right. You're told you ha- we talked about this a little bit last time, but we're, you're told that you have to absolutely be in love with your city um, over and over again by everyone. That's kind of just a theme that got Mm -hmm. told to us a lot. And so anytime there was something that I really did not like, I remember trying to convince myself like, no, this is good. It's great. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I would say no, like, you know, there are things that you're not going to like about it, but that doesn't change the fact that you are still doing what you're doing, um, and still want to be doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't have to be in love with every single little thing about your new city. I can list you names about our city that I don't like, but mm-hmm. I can also list you names, you know, things about our city that I do, you know? So yep. I remember that challenge. <laughs> so that'd be one thing I would encourage people is like, that's okay. Like if, right. if you're challenged by things, if certain things make you uncomfortable, if there's things about your new city you don't like, yeah, that's, that's normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and to not you know, sweep that under the carpet to not pretend that you like everything to not expect not only yourself, but I think my, you know, I think it was a wrong proclivity, but to expect my wife to be in love with everything too, which is not fair. Like I wasn't, and why would she be? And so anytime I heard her struggling with things, I wanted to like fix it and have her love everything. That's not realistic. And what else in any in any corner of life is that true of where it's like you just have to love it and you just have to love it and it's like no matter what no matter what yep and there's like you know nothing like hard it's just like that that's not how life works like no. everything especially things that are really worth it there's something inconvenient about it yeah you there's know pain, and there's something there's that's struggle. worth working for and so i think we just had this 
misguided notion whether people intended to give it to us or not. We had this idea that, like, you just have to be absolutely head over heels in love with your city. Um, and that's just not the case. No, it's just not. So, yeah. Greg, did you have any thoughts on that? Like, your experience with it? Oh, I, I was just thinking about... Um, well, yeah, actually, uh, to, to be honest, I, I was kind of... Um, I kind of really enjoyed it. Um, one, just because I in the past moved around to different cities and yeah. always wanted to end up closer to Chicago or Chicago. So I really liked it personally, but mm-hmm. um, my wife did not. Mm-hmm. Um, she was from a very small town, so it was very hard for her also. Um, but I was, I was just thinking of, of other areas of life in which it's not going to be fun and exciting the first time you do it. Like, like uh, working out, like it's mm-hmm. never going to be convenient to start working out. <laughs> yeah. Like it's never going to be fun immediately yeah. when like moving to plant a church is never going to be easy to explain to people. Um, but you're doing it for the gospel and for um, that to advance. So I'm um, just having that in mind. And like you said, kind of laughing at everything else mm-hmm. um, helped. Yeah, no, that's good. Is, is helping. Well, and that's helpful too. Like in your experience, that you did really enjoy it initially, but try, you know, walking with that in your yeah. wife, like walking with Actually, your wife I through mean, that. That that was also kind of an obstacle sometimes because mm-hmm. I'm like, this is awesome and fun, and I love the city, and that was kind of distracting oh, to what yeah, we were trying to totally do. That can totally happen. So yeah, I I guess. I kind of aired on the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just like, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. I live in Evanston. I just moved to Evanston, mm-hmm. but kind of forgot like what I moved here for. I think I definitely had those yeah. moments in the beginning. Yeah. It's really easy to do so that. So that can happen too. Yeah, no, that's helpful. So like, what do we actually do once we got here? I mean, adjusting to the new city is a big challenge. Um, yeah, but think, actually, what, what do we do? How do you? Well, get I think going? part of it is like you just have to know, especially if you're not planting in your hometown, which a lot of people plant in their hometown. So that's which, part that's of it. fine, and that's fine. But if you're not planting in your hometown, if you're going overseas or you're going to a city you're not from, you have to just know that part of the time when you get there should just be allotted to just moving in and learning about your city. Mm, and I think yeah. having the freedom to say like, we're going to move there. And the, for the first month or three months or whatever time you think is wise, um, and get counsel on that from other people. But like, just decide like for this amount of time, it's okay. If all I'm doing is moving in, learning about the city and trying to meet as many people as I can. Right. Right. And uh, adjusting to the new culture and right. things like that. Trying to figure out like where do people hang out. Like and that's a really important thing. Just exploring, I think, is a big part of when you first get there. So mm-hmm. if you unpack the boxes, get moved in, give a little time to okay, I gotta get a new bank, I gotta you know, the different errands, I think one of the next big steps is like figure out where are people, where do they hang out. Mm-hmm. You know what? You know, what kinds of people? Where are bad areas of town? Right. Like, yeah. What kinds of needs are in different places? Mm-hmm. And um, we went on sev- like like I think we talked about last time. We went on kind of scouting trips twice a week, every week for six months. So a lot of that, yeah. you know, was already kind of yeah. done for us. And so that did shorten the amount of time. Um, so we might have even had unrealistic expectations comparatively. You know what I mean? Like we were, we kind of got to work after one week. Like we right. gave ourselves a week to move in and then it was yeah. like, we better get to work or we're being lazy. Like we kind of, yeah, I think we overshot that. that. And so knowing that we also came out here every week for six months, right? which um, if you can do something similar where you're taking sure. scouting yeah. trips, that's, I would suggest Absolutely. it because it, it helps. I think, yeah, some of that you could really plan diligently, at least a lot of the trips that I came um, I think, like all of us looking back right now, we put a lot of time into um, one young man that is not, um, we mentioned him in, in the first one, um, but not even in our church. So some of that time could have been better spent, I would say, but we, we went about it pretty well. I, I wouldn't yeah. say there are uh, any glaring, like, oh, we spent way too long with this, but if you think about it, you guys moved here you got here february 1st mm-hmm. our first service 
first public uh, meeting was two months later. It was on Easter, mm-hmm. uh, March 31st. Yep. Um, which seems quick. It seemed at the time like we had been... <laughs> not meeting yeah, for <laughs> a long time when you say it like that like two months later we met for public services i'm like wow that seems yeah. ridiculously fast yeah but we also but, had been coming here but yeah, yeah. if you got to add in those six months of like meeting mm-hmm. people and sharing our faith and meeting people and sharing right, our faith right. it was more like eight months later we launched our right, first service exactly. um and we did move here with seven people which mm-hmm. you know sometime in the future we're going to talk about having a team and how important a team Super is to church important. planting um, but just suffice it to say, we didn't move here alone. We moved here with a group of people. Right. With an assembled team and then continued to add to it once we got here. But yeah, I think, you know, scouting is a big thing. Just figuring out, like, once you get here, you know, trying to spend time in different places in different parts of town of like, okay, today I'm going to hang out at this, whether it's a coffee shop or whatever, I'm going to hang out here. I'm going to check out this bookstore. Um, finding excuses to go and meet people. Yep, and I think finding people who are willing to you know grab coffee with you, and mm-hmm. you know tell especially locals that have been in your city for a while, tell you what they know about the city and the culture and what people are into and where they hang out, and just yeah. kind of using the the eyes on the ground that have already yeah. been here. I remember uh, Jamie Page of the Church in Nickel saying when he would go out there, he would go um, just hang out all day, drive around town. He would go into Walmart and buy a candy bar just so he could talk to the cashier yeah. there. Yeah, just yeah, any which is any not a bad idea. You can find which. Luckily, we don't have a Walmart. In- <laughs> we don't have a Walmart. We, we don't, don't Walmart. at all. <laughs> yeah. Which is interesting. Um, but yeah, meeting people is a big part of it and trying to figure out, you know, where people hang out and things like that. Um, that's a big part of the, you know, getting rolled in the beginning. I'm trying to think what else we did in the beginning. I mean, we so, had talked about we spent different time going to different other local churches. and We did. So the part kind of, of the structure of our Sunday was we would spend the morning going to another place of worship. Um, so we visited the Catholic church, the, uh, Presbyterian church. We visited, uh, one of the universalist churches. And I say one of, because there are many in our city. Um, we visited a church that calls themselves Baptist. That is the least Baptist or conservative church I've ever been to. And I'll leave it at that. Um, but uh i'd say the most unhealthy church here yeah probably in our city it's the most unhealthy church i don't know if you can biblically call it a church you, you can, can legally call it one because that's yeah. what's on their sign but um and so that was our morning was we would go to one of those places and then we'd kind of get lunch and relax for a bit and then we'd have our kind of get together at was it two o'clock in the afternoon i think mm-hmm. um, we'd meet at two o'clock in the afternoon and it was a hybrid of Uh, a Bible study and a church service. So we would, you know, study the Bible together more than there was a sermon. We would study the Bible. We'd pray together. Mm -hmm. We'd sing songs. It was just here at at Seth's house. Yeah, that's good to say too. Yeah, Yeah. it was in my Um, apartment. Yeah, I I would take a couple songs. There was never like a scripture reading or anything. No, it was very informal. All of us studying together. We did take offering. Yeah, um, which we're, one of the things we're going to get to today is talking about the idea of if we can do it now, let's do it now. Which mm-hmm. we'll talk about that a little bit more in a bit. But, but that was a part of it. But yeah, that was part of our reasoning, and we'll talk about that more. But yeah, so we would have very much like a Bible study slash what you would think of as a church service, um, which for a lot of people all around the world, that is what their church looks like. Right, it is. It is it's not in much someone's living it room. Was a house church. Yeah, it was very much a house church. Um, that's how we started. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was really cool was we can say that we launched our church in February. We didn't launch our church. We didn't begin a you know a church. We didn't become a church in Easter when we launched our public services. We were meeting more privately as a church in an apartment, and then mm-hmm. we launched into a public church in a public space. And this is all in a biblical sense. Obviously, we know the legalities. Right. That there's we're a still a church there. Point, we're not yeah. a, an autonomous church. Right. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and that leads well into the next. I mean, we, we want to talk about this, so we'll spend some time talking about really our mentality. Oh, really quick, thought? another thought I had, too. Just one of the things we did at the beginning um, was we would have that kind of Bible study, and then we would also have just a time of training. Mm, Afterwards, yeah. where we were really, the training almost every single week was focused on the idea of mission. 
So we had this small core team. Yep, we had this small core team, and pretty much every week, at a, you know, from different angles, we talked about the idea of meeting people with the intention of starting spiritual conversations, with the intention of getting to the gospel, with the intention of inviting them to church. And we even set a goal for us as people on staff at the church and for um, people who are not on staff but were attending our kind of core group church meetings. Um, and I think the goal for Seth, you were full time at the time, so I think your goal was fifteen. Fifteen new people a week. New those. people every week that you would meet with the intention of sharing the gospel. Greg and I were part timers, so we did seven people a week, and then we left the challenge for everyone else in our church to meet three new people a week. Um, and this was like so. Uh, if you're going through the line at the grocery store, you'd say, "Hey, I'm Chris. Uh, you know, just moved into town. How long have you worked at Jewel?" You know, right. and they'd say, oh, you know, five years. Oh, wow. So you must know the city pretty well. Yeah, we actually just moved here to help start a church, Ransom City Church. Do you have a church that you go to? I mean, that that was kind of how yeah. the conversations would look like. Yeah. Wasn't magical. No, there's no, there's nothing magical about it. It was literally just, I moved here to help start a church. Is there a church you go to? Would you be interested in coming to check us out? Um, do you right. have a spiritual background? And if they care at all, then you have an in to talk about it, but they you know, yep. might give you a reaction like, oh, that's neat. Or right. it might be small talk and you'll see him the next week. You right. know, which exactly. a, lot, a lot of things like that right. happen too. But those were really good times for our core just to um, just share our experiences with, with mission and um, laugh about our inexperience mm-hmm. and the fact that we all kind of felt crazy. It was one of those things, you, you talked about it a lot, Seth, that you just have to start doing mm-hmm. and just pretend you know what you're doing and you're going to feel crazy. Like support raising was oh. like that. Yeah. <laughs> Making those calls like, Hey, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so, uh, the goal was to meet someone new with the intention of sharing the gospel. And we did leave it that way. Not that it's like, you know, share the gospel with this many people or lead this many people to Christ every week, because that's, an unrealistic expectation to place on people. And so it was meet someone new with the intention of, you know, and so having that goal before us gave us the courage saying like, I do have to meet three new people or seven new people or 15 new people this week, you know, so, you know, kind of emboldened us to say, all right, there's a person sitting next to me at this coffee shop. I'm going to introduce myself with the goal of this, but also the freedom to say, I don't have to make this weird. I don't have to press something on them they're not interested in. Um, And that was kind of the freedom we had there. Yeah. And I was going to say, just just to give people a realistic picture, because I think this is important. Um, How how many, because this was a goal and I still, it's wise. I think it's good Mm -hmm. to, you know, set those kinds of goals, but just to give people so they're not uh, having, you know, romanticizing that you're going to meet. You know, oh, all these people are going to instantly plug into your core. No. <laughs> um, how many? So we're a year in. None of okay? these people are ever going to plug into your core. Yeah. Here's what I want to say. Like, of all the people that we met in the beginning stages that way, how many are, like, part of our church right now? None. A whole zero. Yeah. Like, a real hard none of them. And I would still, <laughs> like, plead with year ago me and our church and say still do that yeah exactly um, it's so important it's still biblical well, it's still godly it still stretches i'm our faith. sure there are connections to and, connections and that's to connections, exactly like nine things yeah. nine people down the line that are a part of our church because it's through it's just going to take a long time for those to materialize well, and it's not like god's frowning on us like planting no. seeds and like throwing out seeds like the indiscriminate farmer of mark four it's like you're throwing out those seeds and like, you don't know that they didn't sprout later. Right. Like, oh, totally. I don't know that we don't just because they're not in my church doesn't mean that, you know, I, like we even had a guy who Seth, you talked to him and you were the third person in like a month mm-hmm. to be like, we got to talk about Jesus. And he was finally like, all right, fine. Yeah. Um, and like, you don't know if you're the first out of five conversations in this person's yeah. week that's going to take, you know, for God to get their attention. And so I would still say it's never a bad idea to be scattering those seeds, to be, you know, living missionally, because yeah. um, God always blesses that. Or yeah. the fourth person and the other guy on your team is going to be the next exactly. one. Right. Exactly. things like that. Right. Too. Oh, we definitely have. It, it's just, no, it's, there's not going to be a flashbang silver bullet. No. like. Nope. You're going to do this, and then in a week, you're going to blow up to... No, you're not. Well, and, like, That's and, not going to happen. Right. The scriptures constantly, and we, we talk about this a lot, they constantly use the analogy of farming. 
mm-hmm. and you can't like walk outside and like just yell at the ground and like corn comes out no. like that's just not how it works it takes a whole year for like a crop and then which makes sense because now right. we're starting to see yeah. now we're starting fruit. to see some of that fruit and so i think in the same way farming is like that you know you work in seasons it's slow you don't see it grow overnight you see it grow over months and over years yeah that's one of the big messages i would yeah. say to anybody in the early stages is strap in it's going to be real hard yeah. for a I, while like it's just going to be like that and that's fine. I was just thinking, like, those are really, um, really good reasons um, for having a team, too, is that um, you're not the only one going out and having those conversations. Oh, yeah. Because it's, it's going to look a lot more normal if, if two people were to compare experiences and be like, oh, I met someone from that church, too, rather than everyone is only met one guy, hey, yeah. the lead pastor of that church, you you um, instantly look like you're actually a church. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're, we're going to come back to it, but if yeah, you the can't just of a team. My gosh, yeah. you can't have just one guy doing everything. You're going to die. It's not going to work, and mm-hmm. you're going to die. You're going. It's going to. It's just too much. You need a team. There's. You just need a team. Um, and yeah, we're going to make that a whole podcast because it it's worth it. Um, but yeah, it, there's a lot of things in the beginning that's just going to be hard. It's going to take time to get rolling, um, but you need to do them. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's things like that. Um, yep. And it's going to take a while to figure out what your schedule is going to look like, too. I mm-hmm. mean, that's hard. It's just true. Yep. And we eventually did move our uh, afternoon you know, services in our apartment building to being in the morning, right? And well, let's talk about stage by stage because we went from. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah we, so we went from afternoon like Bible it was study. Three. We met at. Was it for, was for it a couple weeks? For a couple weeks, oh, we okay. met at three. Yeah. So what we ended up doing it was in our apartment. Then after we had decided, okay, we're going to launch services. This was after, like we said, about eight months. If you tally in our right. scouting, two trip. months so of living here, but six months before that, so eight months total. Right, about eight months of doing our thing. Um, we decided, you know, this was based on kind of what we were seeing, and we'll get into this uh, another time, but just in our city and how our city works, realizing strategically, you know, we should launch services. Um, it's going to be small scale, mm-hmm. um, but this is a good move for us. I think that's a way to meet people. I think, you know, our city, we're going to have a harder time connecting with people before Something we do that. to invite them to. Yeah, them. neutral turf. Other than so, come to my weird Because they already apartment. have this conception of a church. So that meeting in an apartment was just one more thing for them to be like, so you're sure you're at church? Like, um, and that was one of those um, fake it to make it things is going out saying we're a new church. And according to everybody's preconception of a church, we really weren't at that point. Yeah. So that added that legitimacy in mm-hmm. the, uh, city that's very uh professional yeah business savvy Mm -hmm. yeah takes all those things really seriously so we ended up you know doing you know launching services i think earlier than most people so again we're not saying everybody should do that but we thought it was the right move um and thankfully god blessed it graciously right but the lesson Um, we learned there that can be applied to everyone is to come into your city and we've said this before Closed-handed theology, open-handed methodology mm -hmm. right becoming in willing to say whatever i gotta do However, I can put the gospel into practice. That's right. fine. Right. Um, and so that's how we, through that filter, that's how we chose to start our services right. when we did. And so we launched public services it's Sunday afternoon at a local uh, community center that mm-hmm. was renting it to us for, what, 60 bucks a week, I think it was. It was yep. And there cheap. was like Disney characters on the walls. <laughs> yeah. It was like yeah. a ballet studio slash an kids room. space, yeah. but it, it worked for but what it was, we were trying yeah. to do. It was perfect it was for us. We yeah. just needed to launch the service. And so we, that was a foot forward. It's like a legend at it this is. point we because about it. it's so far back in our history as a church that only like a handful of people that are still around today even remember it. Or went. <laughs> or yeah, or were there for yeah, it. Yeah, very few. So. Um, but yeah, we so we launched that. That was uh, March 31st of last year, 2013. 2013. Yeah. Um, and then, so we spent the next several months there, and then we launched at our new location, which we've been at since July July. I think it was the first week in July of t- 2013. So we were only in the bleep bloop for three months. Yeah, three yeah. months. Um, and then this is now we meet in the morning. We've been meeting in the same 
space since. Mm-hmm. Um, so July to now it's... A different room every April. week, but the same... Yeah, and so there's different room. challenges in that. We'll talk about that, too. Um, but yeah, we don't own our own building. We rent out a space, but it's worked out well for us since. But yep. that space is the Hilton, Orrington, downtown Evanston. Yeah. Yeah. We meet in one of their conference rooms, and that works out, out well. Um, yeah, please come visit. All right, so... That transitions well into kind of our next topic, which, like we said, from the beginning, kind of our philosophy has been, uh, where are we headed? Like, what's the end goal? Mm-hmm. Um, like, as we think of the future of Ransom City Church, where do we want to be in the future? Like, what are, what are we going to be doing and what does it look like? And how much of that can we do today? Mm-hmm. Um, or even if it's in, like, a more stripped-down, simplified version, can we do that today? Maybe you know, something it's, like it. In essence, where we had it, can we do it now? That's been the question. So it doesn't kinda... become a new and different thing. Yeah, right. We're at not... some point down there. They're right. like, "Oh, I, I didn't know we were like this." Right. Which we that was a big part of why we did that. We we've heard a lot of other churches that have struggled with that, which is doing stuff in such a way, you know, during your early stages that really doesn't make any indication of where you're headed in the future. Right. And then shifting to that later, like when you launch public services or something where it's like, okay, now we're going to take an offering. And then a lot of your people from the beginning have a real hard time adjusting and go, oh, we're going to be that kind of church. I didn't know we were going to do that. Right. And we took communion early on too. Didn't yeah. we start that yeah. pretty in much immediately? Yeah, we yeah. did. We it was communion and offering. In the apartment. And songs. And offering. And songs. Communion, offering, worship, and even the Bible study was similar to a sermon. Right. Well, the the outline of how we prepare our sermons was. here was the same outline and questions that when one of us prepares a sermon, these are the questions we ask of the text. Those were the questions that we asked in our Bible study. Mm-hmm. So we made it as similar as possible to what we planned on our church looking like because we didn't want to give people the wrong idea that like you're a church once you meet this way or you're a church church once you're in this kind of building have this many have this many people yeah have this much money right and so we didn't want to keep moving the goalpost um Mm -hmm. on what a church is and so um we theologically decided that like a church uh well a church is a lot of things but um we basically we decided we're a church now based on what we're yeah. doing, what we, we believe, how we're you know living this out. We're a church now, and not we yeah. will be soon. There were um, a couple very early baptisms too. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's now true. That I think about it. Yeah. yeah, and so you know, and that was we even had a baptism before we launched our public services mm-hmm. because yep. we believed you know what the Bible says about church. Um, yeah. So anyway. Uh, that's really marked a lot of what we do and the decisions we've made is, you know, if we're going to do this in the future, is there any reason we should wait? Is there any reason we have to wait? Can't we just do it now? And, and honestly, I would give that as a piece of advice to future planters or even current planters. Like that's been a good, really a good strategy, Mm -hmm. a good mentality for us. Like you're going to be told a thousand different ways to not do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, listen to the people around you. I'm not telling you to ignore people, Absolutely. but I would be asking that question, you know, where are we headed and can we do it now? Even if it's in a different form than mm-hmm. where it's going to be, um, yeah. because you, that way you can set the tone. Like it's very confusing. Mm-hmm. It really feels like a bait and switch for your people. If you're not asking that question, um, yeah. you know, and it's constantly, a, we, we're going to wait to do this. We're going to wait to do this for, or even if you're, I mean, you're going to be really busy as a planter. Yeah. You might not even be communicating where you're and, headed. And I don't think we were at all hasty about it. We no, were very, no. very much praying the whole way and, and giving ear to, um, you know, some other more experienced, um, people in ministry around us having very good reasons, um, why we should wait to do these things. But for us just being here the whole time, we were having a lot of these kind of chicken or the egg conversations mm-hmm. of, so how many people can we fit in Seth's living room before people stop coming before we can launch a public service? Right. Cause the question was, you know, it's weird to invite people to your living room but it's also weird to have seven people at a quote unquote public worship service. Yeah. And so which one is more weird, which one, you know, like, are we going to get people to come to his apartment so that it'll grow enough that we can have public services 
Or do we have to start having public services, even if it's small, so that we can grow? That was the chicken or the egg. And we decided that just we had not seen any, and I mean literally anyone, not one person would come to our apartment building. And so we just decided... After eight months. Right. After eight months of trying, we never saw one person meet up with us at our home or just, you know, try and... Come meet up with us for a Bible Including study. people who were willing to meet with us in other contexts, right. in other cities, or right. in other yeah. settings that were like, yeah, and then... Didn't fit with what they envisioned a church to be or what no. kind of church they would want to be a part of. But right. the other model that we had seen and um, thought about but decided not to do um, was taking a group of people to another church and we decided that in our context that didn't didn't really seem to make sense given that um we would either be going into a fairly small church um bringing people in that it could end up kind of hurting them when we Mm -hmm. split off right which was inevitably going to happen a very large church where we would have gotten really swallowed up and Mm -hmm. that may have been harmful as well um, not saying either of those things would have necessarily happened or right. that anyone who does it that way um, would be unsuccessful, but um, just finding the size of, of church and, and type of church to do that, we didn't feel like we had. Right. Well, yeah, and, and it really comes back to kind of the theological thing of we were a church right then. I mean, yeah. making this weird... Again, where are you headed? Can you do it now? Are yeah. you going to be staying at this church long term? You know that you're thinking about visiting or plugging into. No. Yeah, like how much? Like it was. It was hard because it's like, well, how much do we plug in? Like right. we all really want to like give our all to something, but um, that would also be maybe communicating to our people. To um, what am I trying to say? To well, you got to go to church on Sunday, so we have to go to one of these established churches. Rather but than we are a church, we were a part of the church all along. And right, so those exactly. other churches. Yeah, it, you just kind of have half of you have one foot out the door. Right. It's weird. So yeah. we we just that, thought for us it didn't make any it. sense, and, and especially the size <clears> team <throat> we had. Right, mm-hmm. we had seven people to start with, and then we're adding more, and we added more. And I think part of it too it was not a choice of born out of impatience. It was a choice born out of, like, mission. It, like, we had decided if we're really going to be missionaries to our city and to our culture, they expect blank of us, right? Mm-hmm. And it, and the blank was not that we would be in an apartment, but that we would be in, yeah. in public somewhere. Yeah. And, so, and as long as those blanks are good things that we're, like, we're okay or, with Or even neutral church. things right, that don't right. affect our theology, we right. said, as let's be that for them. Right. They also expect us to be... Universalist, obviously, which we can't be. We will not. That's that's the distinction between theology. But it it is a matter of you know when Paul talks about becoming all things to all people that I might win some like that. It was a matter of that for us. Somehow reach them, Mm -hmm. right? What what do they want? Let's do that if it's in line with scripture, right? Especially if it's in line with what we want. If it's like, well, yeah, we want to do that, Mm -hmm. right? You know, so that yeah, that was a big part. And has continued to be a big part of mm-hmm. who we are as a church and things we think about. Where are we headed in the future? Can we do it now? How do we start setting that in motion? Or like, mm-hmm. I can think of today, you know, something we're wanting to emphasize more and more, but we want to plant more churches in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where we're headed. That's not something, you know, that's not on our minds or in our hearts. We want to plant more fu- churches in the future. So even just being clear on that yeah, mm-hmm. from the jump, like we don't want to be a one and done. Great. We planted Ransom City and it grew. Awesome. Done. No, right. we, we don't want to stop there. And, and even along with that, we want to, you know, in the future, dot, 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 like this long, far off thing, we would love to, you know, coach and encourage and train church planters. Mm. Now that sounds like, well, yeah, you guys are just still figuring it out though. So like you would kind of have to be this fully functioning probably 100 200 300 400 person church before that's going to work well really it's our heart that like if you're listening to this if you know us and you want to plant a church if you're thinking about it come join us for a little bit we we really do think that um not be not in spite of but because of the size of our church and because of the the stage we're in um, we're a prime place to 
trained church planters, not oh, because yeah. we have it all figured out, but because we're still in the learning phase, because we're yeah. still, you know, we still do have small yeah. numbers because we still are a really small team that you can come actually be a part of a church plant and not a church who used to church plant. Right. And get your hands dirty and be in the trenches alongside of us. I, I you know, this is something dear to our heart that, you know, I don't have anything against, you know, established churches that are no, sending no. out church planters, training church planters. That's fantastic. We need that. At the same time, I think what gets overlooked for church planters that are up and coming that I'm telling you as, as a church planter myself, I regret not thinking about this. If I could go back and do it again, I would, um, which is plugging into a church plant that's very early in mm-hmm. church planting for a season. You yeah. know, uh, really going, okay, this is a church plant that's just getting off the ground. I'm going to serve here and get this experience because the bottom line is if you're plugged into an established church, it's not even close to the same thing. It's just right. not. It, yeah. That doesn't. There's not a right or wrong. Bad. No, right. it's, and just, that, it's not, not bad. No, it's not. But at the same time, I remember very specifically. You know, the church in DeKalb had been planted before us. The, the church plant just before us from our sending church, um, and it just hadn't occurred to me. But if I could go back and do it again, I would have spent a mm-hmm. good season mm-hmm. at the church in DeKalb because they yeah. were, you know, our big brother church. Yeah. And kind of seeing what is it like and what, and what is the awkwardness good. Even look by like. By the and, time I came in, it was still a great experience mm-hmm. because um they had several um kind of groups of new people that that would come in and then some people would go and they were uh kind of progressing through different spaces they got into a new space kind of right as i got there so that was still cool so oh yeah they're, they're we're still very much a church oh yeah and i'm talking about and, that season. oh yeah yeah, yeah I'm, I'm absolutely <laughs> yeah, referring to that because it would have been great redeemer them. you were actually with them a number of years I was. through some of their very early stages mm-hmm. like they they were not um as big of a deal as they are now joe had not released his book yet no yeah <laughs> they were yeah and, and they're uh, it was pre-beard too pre-beard yeah, so, yeah. folks at home that was i knew joe thorne pre-beard yeah baby face yes a little bit of stubble maybe yeah maybe but yeah, yeah. definitely way pre-beard yeah which if you can imagine yeah that's almost heresy today i at redeemer <laughs> that that I, that we said that we should keep that down or we're gonna get phone calls yeah shush Oof. that's that's rough yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, and and that's true. Like when I was first there, I did get to see that like Yeah. I'm I'm saying awkward. It's awkward. Like when when you're a young just small church, it just is awkward. It's not bad. It's mm-hmm. just that's a thing you got to deal with because mm-hmm. there's just not a lot of people plugged in. And so f- that's a thing to figure out. Like how do you how do you make it work? How yeah. do you make it the least amount of awkward you can when you're early on? Right. So yeah, I'm I'm saying that just as somebody who's experienced it, I really would suggest if you're looking at planting, go get plugged in with a plant like now. Mm-hmm. Like really, don't you know if you have an option of going either to an established church that has all their systems figured out or a church plant that's messy, go to the messy church yeah. plant. As long as it's gospel centered, yeah. For as long re- as they're preaching the Bible yeah. and, and engaging the culture. We saw that. We saw a guy actually come in who wants to be an X twenty nine church planter, and we're yeah. like, "Great, this we are that right now. We are doing that." And uh, didn't really hear yeah. a great reason. And then he for just kind of bailed not to do that. And he's going to a great church. And it is so yeah, like, oh, it's a yeah. great church, very nice guy. But it's like if if you have someone right there like doing the like an X twenty nine church planter next. Yeah. Like, well, and it's right. one of those. It's a great the church is that is a great church. Out. That's also foolish. Like that, sure. Well, and it's like it's yeah, I mean, church is blessing too. It, yeah, it, that was it, kind of strange. It's the equivalent of like I want to be a lumberjack. It's like great, we're chopping down trees right now. You want to grab an axe? Ooh, I'm gonna read about. I'm gonna read about it. Yard. Well, I'm gonna read about it while I like sit in this log cabin. Well, it's like, well, that's already built though. You want to you want to learn to cut down the I'm trees? Gonna, I'm gonna sit in the log. I'm gonna cabin. read about cutting down trees <laughs> yeah. in a log cabin, and it's like that's great. Log cabins are beautiful. But if you, you want wanna, like, to be one? right, if you want to be the kind of person who Go builds that. that beautiful thing, right? right? Churches that are established are beautiful. But if you want to be a part of building something like that, you got to go learn to chop down yes. trees. Yes. So yes. that's just, <laughs> and that's the thing. I mean, we're, it, it's a theme that'll come up a lot on our podcast. But and we, lo- I don't want to send the wrong message. We love theology. We take the Bible very seriously. Sure. We read books. We're not saying books are bad, Absolutely. but there is a trend amongst kind of church planting of overemphasizing the intellectual and the study and the books and underemphasizing get your hands dirty and like you're just 
you can't book learn your way Great. into figuring Get out, out a plan. Be a doer of the word. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And yeah, that's, hearing is that's important huge. too. Yeah, absolutely. Right. But mm-hmm. hearing and doing. Right. Yes, you have to also hear. Yes. <laughs> Don't I, go yeah. try stuff. I remember. I think it was you, Chris, years ago. In because to tell you this, I think we had talked about this last, last podcast. But Chris led me to Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, but in like discipling me, I think you had pointed out looking at the text in James of, you know, he who knows the right thing to do and fails to do it for him, it is sin. Mm-hmm. And coupling that with, like, the more things you learn and then don't do, you're just adding more to the pile right. of things you're not doing and sinning. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, if if you're learning and you're doing is not in a one-to-one ratio, you're just increasing your sinfulness. Right. And so take that for what it's worth, <laughs> church planters, to be out there. If you're just like reading and reading and reading, and there is a time to learn, right? There's a time for everything. Oh, we know that sure. in Ecclesiastes, there's a time for everything. But if you're just accumulating all this, like, I should, he should, we all should, and you're shooting all over yourself, <laughs> got to get out there and do it. Yeah. You actually have to start doing it at some point, or else you're just really guilty of knowing the right thing to do and not there, doing it. There hits a point with church planting where you're staying at your mom and dad's house too long. <laughs> like, it really is like, yeah. go, go away. Yeah. Like, go get a job. Like, yeah. go it, like in, in the church planting sense, like, go do the thing. You know, right. there hits a point of you've learned enough. As far as, like, to get started. It doesn't mean stop right. learning. Continue to learn in every stage. Continue to grow. Continue to study. And That's always going to be true. There's, there's humility in that. Um, I mean, Seth, we've had this conversation before about, like, marriage and, and our thoughts on someday having kids. It's mm-hmm. like, people will tell you, um, you have no idea what you're doing yet. And it's like, you're right. And I won't until I make this leap. And yeah. Do <laughs> until it. you like, do I it. Don't, I, I have some idea. I've heard what you're telling me. I've read about it. Um, but you can't fault. You, you can't feel, uh, to blame for not knowing what you're doing. Um, because it, it takes a huge step of faith to get out and do that. Like we yeah. could read all the books before we got, um, married and and there were people you know 30 years in you don't even know what you're talking about you haven't seen half of it it's like you're right did you <laughs> like, right right so. and and everybody at the same time simultaneously so they'll tell you you don't know what you're talking about and you you know you you won't be ready and then they'll also tell you like you you can't really prepare yourself yeah it's like well it's like so where am i <laughs> what am i doing wrong if then? you can't Do really you? prepare yourself you got to just kind of jump in and do it to really understand right how where's the cutoff like, well, what, yeah, yeah. And, and it's another one of those things about moving the goalposts um like my wife liz we like would always joke that like because we both were part of campus ministry for a while before we moved out here but that like the only like students in campus ministry that are really actually qualified to lead a bible study are the ones who've already done it for like two years mm-hmm and so it's like, how do you ever get someone to the point where they can lead a Bible study? Yep. You just have to just start do it and be bad at it for a little while. There's a lot of and, do it and be bad well, at it for and, a while in church planting. And, and, and the same thing, too, with like getting married. It's like I legitimately think the only people who should be allowed to get married are the people who've been married for about three years, <laughs> two, three years. So and so it's like, because you don't know it. You're an idiot. You don't it's, know what you're doing. And I'm laughing, and I've only been married for two years, by the way. Right. So and like, I'm, I'm coming up on three years, and either. like, and so I'm, I'm even like almost making my goal of <laughs> I should be allowed to get married at this point. Yeah. And it's just, it's one of those things of like, it's such a big move. It's such a risk. Yeah. It's such a huge responsibility that no one should really be allowed to do it unless they're already great at it. Well, it's like being in charge of a church. That's such a huge, weighty, eternal oh. responsibility that it's like they were never going to completely live up to. Exactly, you're just not. Exactly, you're just like everything else. Like, yeah. wh- why are we Christians, guys? Doing anything? Right? Why did Christ die? Because we couldn't hack it. While like we couldn't we live up to it. Sinners, right? Christ and so it's the same thing with church planting. It's the same thing with ministry, just as a whole, like life. Yeah, and I was just going to say. Um, building off of what you had said Chris like I you know looking back you know and I'm still I don't have it all figured out I've been preaching you don't? consistent no. I've been <laughs> preaching consistently about every week Chris will preach as well Greg will preach as well so both guys sitting here also preach um, at our church but like by and large you know I'm usually preaching week in week out um, you know I've only been doing that for a year like just over a year and even just looking back 
you know, to where I was at a year ago. Like, it's not even, like, I've learned a ton, and I'm going to continue to learn, and, you know, definitely don't have it all figured out. I don't feel like I'm a fantastic preacher. I feel like I'm just sort of now developing kind of a rhythm and figuring out how to do it and what, mm-hmm. you know, the prep process looks like. And yeah, it takes a year right. to just you sort of know what you know now without having the struggles that you had. Right, no. Like, I wouldn't have figured any of that out without doing it wrong for a very long time. <laughs> and I agree with Chris, I'm all right. He's like, all right. that's really He's hard. Right. Like, I, I, it just takes a long time to... I've actually taken a lot of encouragement, and if this helps other people who are developing their preaching skills, great. Um, I believe it or not, I've taken a lot of encouragement from a lot of podcasts by stand-up comedians. There's been a lot of parallels, um, and I love stand-up comedy. It's just something that I like. Um, but stand-up comedians talk about it takes a long time to find your voice as a comedian. Mm-hmm. Like, just t- you got to be bad at it for a long time, and it takes a lot of times of getting up on stage and getting you know doing terrible um, to figure out like who you are and what's your unique voice and how do you construct a joke and things like that and honestly there's a lot of parallels to preaching mm-hmm. it just takes it you gotta be bad at it for a long time i've heard some people say like i, I want to say the number was like you gotta do it for like ten thousand hours that's uh that's a uh, malcolm gladwell i think is, is the name it is? it's just to be an expert at anything, at anything. you have to do it for ten thousand hours which is so it which is a true. long time you know <laughs> and so um it just takes some time. And it's true for preaching. It's true for really everything you're going to do in church planning. It's going to take a while to figure out what your rhythms are. Absolutely. Including meeting people. That's real weird for a real long time. Like, mm-hmm. how do you initiate a conversation? How do you walk away from a conversation when it's <laughs> working? That's probably a more important piece to that puzzle. How I've do you exit a conversation? How many, we've laughed about this before. How or many like different experiences yeah. of getting sucked into a conversation that just were, like, just a time suck? Like, just wasn't going anywhere. And you're like, how do I get out of it? Like, you know, God love this person, but this isn't going anywhere at all. Like, mm-hmm. and you can't lose, like, four hours in that conversation. You just can't. Um, yeah, and that's a challenge. Um, we're at about 15 minutes right now. Do we want to talk about... Let's I think talk about save, Moneyball. Do we want to do that now, or do we want to save that to the next time? Because here's my thought. I guess we'll save it. It kind of is its own podcast. I think we save it. I what think do you we, think, America? Text in right now. <laughs> Our experts are standing by. Um, as if, wait, hang on. As if, <laughs> as if this was live for one, <laughs> and as if there was a number to text for two, or anyone was standing by. Yeah, or anyone's all, waiting for, for your text. Um, I Maybe think we, someday. Let's America. talk again about because we're going to do this really every time that, like today, where we're at right now, Ransom City Church. What are things to celebrate? What are some challenges? I think we we do that. We close. Um, so where are we at right now? What are let's talk about things to celebrate first. I'll let you guys go first. I think it was awesome that we had as many visitors the week after Easter as we did on Easter. Most churches can't say that. Yeah. But we're small enough that yeah, the numbers that was awesome. the numbers can kinda lie. <laughs> it really works in our favor at this point. <laughs> yeah, um, that was fantastic. Yeah, Do we want let's talk about why too? Visitors and and God's hand in bringing them to yep. us has been nothing short of amazing. Yeah, the quality, not over quantity, but just like, it, it's surprising the quality of who's visiting in the sense of they're actually looking for a church. It seems like they'll actually come back. Um, and I think what we realized was the reason we didn't have as many people on Easter as we thought was because uh, when you're a small church, you're not anyone's home church. Um, and people go home for Easter. They go home to see family. Yeah. Um, and if they're going to go to church at all, it's at you know it's that their, their families. Yeah. Exactly. Especially if you're in a college town, which right. we are. Right. And so what we found was the week after Easter was really fruitful because we'd really pushed marketing wise and prayer wise and evangelistically for Easter. And then we saw the week after, I think people probably went home, but maybe their thought was like, but next week, but next yeah, week I'm going to try go out Ransom out. City. And that's what happened, and it was really cool. Yeah, it worked out really, really well. And we've been talking about it since we talked about it today, and we've been talking about it because we saw Easter was a big week for us too. Yep. But honestly, the biggest factor, like we've been doing other things. We've done, you know, like Chris just said, some marketing things. We did some direct mailers, which um, honestly was really successful for us. Mm-hmm. We've had some people poo-poo that and say, ah, it doesn't really work. But when honestly, when you're a small church, when you're a church plant, Try if it anything, does anything, it. yeah, it's just worth try it. it. <laughs> if you have a crazy idea in your head right now, 
and it's not heresy, give it a shot, man. Whatever. <laughs> especially like, hit the pinata. Just give it a swing. If, yeah. if you've, you've seen God's hand in it um, the way we have, we, mm-hmm. we touched on. I mean, we were given money for that purpose. Yeah, we were. It was still really hard to spend, but um, God definitely blessed that that a lot more than we thought he would it seemed like a very stupid idea yeah and it, it took a time. lot of man hours and it was a plan. lot of time yeah mm-hmm. yeah planning and distributing and all those things so it was five thousand door hanger like flyer things and it was another ten thousand direct mailers mm-hmm. um and it was fruitful like so it god has used it but honestly like so we did that and we pushed that for easter but the biggest factor because we the last several weeks have been we've had a lot of visitors which has been awesome to our services specifically um and the the biggest factor, I think, is prayer. Mm-hmm. Like we've prayed more in the last couple of weeks than really, I almost want to say ever, just as a church. Yeah, it's sadly the probably church. the case for me that yeah. I prayed more for Easter than I ever have. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we saw... Yeah, let's it. keep it up, guys. Yeah, yeah. Really. <laughs> yeah, so we'll be talking about that hopefully in coming podcasts that we have kept that up. Um, but yeah, that's the big... I mean, you can work really, really, really hard if you're not praying. Mm-hmm. It's all in your own effort, and I think we were doing that for a time. Not that we weren't mm-hmm. praying at all, but not sure. as intentionally as we should have been. And I think that's a little bit about what this week's sermon in Galatians is going to be. Is that yeah. you know the idea we're preaching through Galatians right now, and it's the idea of Hagar and Sarah being representing two different covenants: one where God blesses you based on what you do, um, and the other where God blesses you based on the faith you have and what He will do and has done for you. Yeah. And so um, we've just really gotten to see the ups and downs of church planting really based on which covenant we have faith in. Right. Um, and, and it's the idea that like when we work our brains out, right, probably nothing happens. Like yeah. less uh, people will come on Sunday. Every um, time. <laughs> but the weeks, the weeks when we, and, and it's not that like the weeks that we do nothing, then people come. It's the weeks that we work really hard but it's like wrapped in prayer and we're yes. really dependent on God and really trusting him to move, um, that we actually see really great right. things happen. Yeah. So take carve time out for prayer mm-hmm. hard. Um, that was what I always think. It, I think it's the Martin Luther quote that really convicts and encourages me, which is, you know, people asking him, you know, how do you find time to pray when you're so busy and him saying something to the tune of when I'm so busy, how would I not find time to pray? Right basically saying with everything that's going on if i'm not carving out time to pray then it's all fruit going to be fruitless if i'm not relying on the lord to make something happen um, and seeking him in prayer and so yeah we would say absolutely the same thing what else any what else do we have to sub so we yeah we've had a lot of visitors um i don't know we, we've just gotten so many people very like honestly interested and yeah. like relieved i would say at our church like yeah. oh man like a, a real church who gets right. it and, and mm-hmm. preaches the word and this is a real community is we've, about yeah. what what god is about yeah i think we've got a, a couple more things i would add to that one is i think we i can honestly say in a good way i don't know how many people are part of ransom city right now mm-hmm. because we've had some new people that have really shared an intention to come back and plug in and we're just kind of waiting it out so we might be you know, bigger than we even think we are in our mind. We're just kind of in a wait and see period, which is exciting. We don't know. And we don't know what's going to happen. If they all end up plugging in, it could be a very different church in a few weeks in a good way. So I think that's super exciting. And then I heard from uh, one of our people that's been coming for several months now. um, She really enjoys that we're building things kind of one relationship at a time and Mm -hmm. that we're really taking time to invest in relationships and friendships and I was very encouraged cool. by that. Yeah, yeah I was like, oh, it's so awesome. great to hear. Uh, genuinely, you know, feeling the love of our community. So that's great. I mean, I think there's some definitely some good things happening. I'm seeing people take more ownership mm-hmm. at our church, both yeah. in service and verbally. That has been huge. Yeah. So those it, are some it, good It's things. just so encouraging. It makes you care about what you're doing when you see other people um, share that kind of enthusiasm. Like the other musicians, like... Uh, Seth, your sister, like, how do I get like different sounds for this synthesizer? Yeah, yeah. To like have that sound, and it's like, oh, you're excited about this stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, breeding excitement. Just people bringing you their ideas, like. So I was thinking about it, and it's like, ah, right there, you were thinking about it. That's (laughs) amazing. I was thinking about it too. And that takes a lot of hard work. 
to to build that, um, and not even just hard work on your part. Like you, like we're talking about, you got to pray because you can't make that happen. Mm-hmm. So you're you're laboring, but very prayerfully. Yep. Um, what are some challenges? Where are we at right now? What are some challenges we're kind of facing? I can think of a few. I'll There's nothing hard first. about church planting, so no, it's all good. No challenges. We'll just close it here. No, not yep. at all. What do you guys say on challenges? Just time management. Huge. So much to do. Prioritizing. That is hard. Yeah, like just focusing on your relationship with the Lord and and your wife and the Mm. your your leadership in your church and the Mm -hmm. lost and your (laughs) coworker, like just everyone. Yeah, hard to balance. Your your family back home, like it's just weird. That is a really hard thing to balance. Mm -hmm. Keeping your priorities straight. Yeah. I was going to say, I think one of the big challenges right now, we've had a lot of good things happen, but um, I think we feel like we're, I mean, you have different phases, different seasons, like leading up to Easter, it was kind of us pushing the giant boulder up the hill. I think now we're chasing it. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, in a good way, things are happening, there's momentum, you know, the ball is rolling, but now it's like, okay, there's a lot to do Mm -hmm. to respond to the good things that God's doing. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how do we... You know, gotta do do this and try to handle it all correctly, right? Um, which is, I guess, a good problem to have. What would you say, Chris? Do you have anything coming to mind as far as challenges? I don't know. I think just my schedule and my life are very full right now, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. keeping you know priorities in line. What you were saying, Greg, just about like yeah. keeping prayer where it should be, study of the word. You know, shepherding my own soul, shepherding my wife's, shepherding our church. Date night. Yeah. Hanging out with someone and new. we don't even have like, kids. Yeah. So I'm sure there's church planters out there that are, like, laughing, like, yeah, slapping dogs. their knees, like, listen <laughs> to those kids. Like, yeah, no idea what they're right. talking about. I have a dog, and that's, like, stressful to me. Got a cat, guys. It's really hard. Oh, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> about every Your cat's day, its own adult. I know. She's our roommate. Every day my wife makes the joke of like, oh, we forgot to take Rue out. We forgot to take her for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, nice. I just realized a cha- thing for challenges we should really talk about. Personal mm. challenges that both I've dealt with and you've had personal challenges in the last week that I feel like people talk about spiritual warfare and different things happening as you're trying to labor for the gospel, but we've had a bunch in a row that all led up to Easter and it was a pain. Mm-hmm. Um, like I had, uh, an identity theft issue. I had somebody get a hold of my debit card information and lose their mind. Like, I don't know how, they, I still had my card, but they got all of the information and bought yeah. They stole $3,600 in a day out in Los Angeles. I had a, a very small one that I caught. Oh, really? Morning and I went to PNC. Yeah, some guy in Ohio oh, my. charging some some things. A few transactions. No not not too much money. I, I was kind of wondering what it would happen to me. It's all banks. I mean, like uh, the Target thing just happened. Yeah. Like, everyone I talk to, it seems, has this happen to them. Um, yeah, and then super tried distracting. To, like get a hotel room and was declined, and then my card kept being declined, and I'm like, "What's up?" Oh man! Well, they declined it though for yeah, him. yeah. Well, that's good. And then I saw some weird transactions and went, and it wasn't a big deal. It's it's just a hassle. It's I, yeah, I and don't and need this... another thing now oh. on my mm. one day off. Yeah, kind of. oh, <laughs> so frustrating. And this like the big. Yeah, because they stole a ton of money in a day. And it happened the Monday of the week of Easter. Mm-hmm. So it was like leading up to, you know, I'm trying to prep for preaching that week. We had pushed so hard to get ready to have visitors come. Mm-hmm. You know, all the marketing effort, all the labor that went into, okay, we're really hoping people come and we want to be prepared and be on top of our game. And that happened that Monday. And it was so draining. Yeah. And praise God, he answered prayer and like everything's getting settled and figured out. But, oh, that was a nightmare. And I know you had several instances Chris in a row I don't know if you want to share any of those yeah just like some weird money things where we just had like no money for a little bit and then like this last weekend driving to Iowa for a wedding and our tire blew out in the middle of the highway and we had to get towed and then get some new tires and just draining it's been yeah it's been just like one thing after another um and that seems to come when things are happening like it's yeah. like, I remember, yeah, right before I first uh, joined staff 
and you know began a, a you know a career full time ministry right before that happened. I remember um, someone older than me who had been in ministry longer said, uh, you know, the target on your back grows, um, and so just that mindset that when you're you know trying to make more of an impact than you were before, the target on your back will grow. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we've definitely seen that. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's where we're at today. Well, uh, thank you everybody who's been listening, who's tuned in. Mm-hmm. I hope this was an encouragement. And yep. you know, like we've said before, we're, uh, we'd love to hear from you. So if you have questions, uh, go to our site, let us know That's what your questions are. Ransomcitychurch.org. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a contact page, a place for you to connect with us, um, get more involved in our church, as well as uh, contact us about the podcast. We really want to hear your thoughts, your questions. Um, maybe you're someone who's further down the road and has advice for us. Maybe yeah, you're sure. someone who is <laughs> not as far down the road and has questions for us. Either way, we'd love to hear from you guys. Yeah. We'd love to talk about your submissions during the podcast. Yeah, so feel free to check in with us. We'd love to hear from you. But uh, thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye.